once again, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another uh, episode of The Unmade Bed. Uh, only one week after the last one, but let's try and settle into some rhythm. Uh, my name's Adrian and this is my wife, Bree. Say hello, Bree. Hello, Adrian. <laughs> no, wait. No, no, there's something different, something different to happen. Um, yes. Friday night when we're recording this, um, Australia's batting against Afghanistan in their must-win or must win by tons uh, game against Afghanistan. Not going completely according to plan. Australia, I think we're looking to mangle about 200 out of uh, their innings, but they'll get, uh, depends, maybe 170. Yeah. Uh, we were discussing the rather strange decision of Australia to drop Mitchell Stark and play Pat Cummins. Just yeah. makes no sense at all given how Stark's been bowling lately compared to Pat. but I, I know not that much about cricket, but uh, I, I know enough to, to, and I've watched you know, a few game, you know, game bit here and there of the World Cup to mm-hmm. see that Mitchell Stark was bowling very well mm. and that Pat Cummins was not. Mm. But apparently due to the fact that he is the captain, then... He's the captain of the, the test team. Sorry, not yes. The, yeah, yes, anyway. Not. Finch is the captain of the... Mm-hmm. But yes, because he's the captain of the test team, then, oh, no, we can't drop him. Mm. Mm. All right, let's see what we've got to talk about tonight. First up, Bree doesn't actually know what I've picked here, so we're going to wing it. Uh, Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. Good idea, bad idea, how's it going? Is it a complete fuck-up waiting to happen? Well, Elon Musk is a fuck-knuckle, really. It's a... Uh... Let's start with that. You're not the first one to ever say that. Look, um, I, I appreciate that he's, I guess, um, a man of, you know, I guess, an entrepreneur of some, mm-hmm. uh, some sway, and Tesla has certainly been the company and will probably will remain a company, mm-hmm. you know, at the forefront of electric car manufacturing. Mm-hmm. However, Elon Musk himself seems to have some sort of god complex that uh, he thinks that he's views on everything else is irrelevant so you might say he's a bit of a cunt yeah okay yeah we can go with a bit of a cunt that's a bit of a cunt that's probably the australian way to put it yes this isn't broadcast radio this is podcast so right uh we've decided musk equals cunt yeah right next question then do you think he will actually allow donald trump back onto twitter or is he just going to Say, so, oh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and then never does it. Oh, he'll do it, but Trump won't come back. Mm, what, you reckon it'd be, it'd be too much of a loss of pride to go back to Twitter? Absolutely. Look at who you're talking about here. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, you know, his, his Trump's advisors may say, no, no, you should go back on tr- Twitter, you, you know, especially, especially if Trump makes another tilt for presidency. Mm-hmm. That, Twitter's the bigger platform than Parler or whatever the hell he's on now. Truth Social. Sorry, Truth Social, that's the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but Trump's ego will win 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll have to wait and see what happens I'll, then. I'll wait and see what happens. But, mm. uh, and Trump and Elon Musk are not exactly best friends and never have been, so I'm not no. quite sure why Elon Musk is sort of mm. extending this 
hand out to... I think just to, just for the notoriety, frankly. Yeah, it's really just saying, well, you know, if, if, if anyone can come back, then, you know, if Donald Trump can come back, then anyone else yeah, can, can come, come back. back and, and frankly, blah, blah, blah. that's probably not really the, the message that Donald Trump wants to have either. Well, no, and also, I guess, as far as Twitter's concerned, if they allow Trump back on and, and people with Trump's way of thinking back on, advertisers are just going to drop Twitter like a rock. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's, that's, that's the thing. Think of the commercial realities, which is that, you know, advertisers, uh, especially, you know, big spending advertisers, more to the point, do mm-hmm. not want to be associated with any kind of controversy. Whatever it is, it's just not. It's just not on. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on to something a little bit closer to home this week, probably relevant more for Tasmanians than anyone else, but there's a long-standing saga in Tasmania regarding the construction of a cable car from somewhere in Hobart to the top of Kanani, Mount Wellington. Now, uh, it went to the... Well, Hobart City Council already knocked it back, so they appealed to the planning tribunal this week, and the planning tribunal knocked them back. Um, you've got some people saying, well, put it this way, you can't keep going around like some conservationists are doing, saying, oh, we've got to keep Kanani pristine and unspoiled. It's covered in bike tracks. It's got a road going up it. It's got TV towers at the top. It's not sacred. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, the the problem and the problem I have with um you know look I, I'm I'm on the record as being a you know fairly uh, com- committed Greens voter. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because there's there's really no one else that I can stomach. But yeah. um, you know it's, it's f- for me it's the uh, it's the smug gittiness of it all. Mm-hmm. The 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 way they go well now it's been uh, been rejected by the tribunal that should be the end of it mm. um and that's not really what the tribunal has said at all or the tribunal has refused it on the grounds that that the uh proponents of the cable car didn't address mm-hmm. some of the points that the hobart city council said were negatives mm. that does not mean that they can't come back with a modify another modified proposal and put it, mm-hmm. put it through again it also doesn't mean that they can't go out to Glenorchy and build a cableway. Well, that's in there. that's really the that that's to me that would be the sensible option would be because Glenorchy City Council has already said, yeah sure we'll Absolutely. take it because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know not much else going on in Glenorchy that uh, mm-hmm. will quite happily take your. Uh, oh no, a new Woolworths opened today. Oh well, yeah. At Northgate. Yeah, fucking great. The, the what? Yeah. yeah, there was already one there before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just a new one. Yep. But, um, yeah, so, you know, Glenorchy City Council are quite happy to host the uh, base station for a cable car. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit... I'm not sure how that sits with in terms of the top of Mount Wellington. Who, uh, I'm not sure how much of the mountain is actually in Glenorchy City Council territory, yeah. if any. That's that's the only thing that, that may stop them from doing that. That could be the thing, but, again... But if, then does that satisfy the, the negatives of the proposal, which was always almost always about the base station and not about the top. And about the fact that the cableway will be going over the organ pipes, which yes. is that sort of hole dug out about a third of the way down. So we'll wait and see what happens with that. Something tells me that the proponents aren't done yet. But we will wait and see. Something very exciting is going to happen in Hobart in this uh, coming week. I'll believe that when I see it. 
Well, the US Navy will be in town. Ah, right. And in particular, the USS Tripoli is coming to pay a visit. Uh, firstly, it's not nuclear powered. Secondly, this thing has enough warplanes and other kit on it to completely fuck up the Australian defence systems on its own. It could very easily... Um, well, it could destroy us if it wanted to. Well, that wouldn't be too hard, given that the Australian Defence Forces runs on, you know, 1950s submarines. So. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, so, yes, US sailors back in town. Those of you that lived in Hobart in the mid to late 1990s would remember when uh, quite a few American warships came to town over time. Uh, and also, with those warships came American sailors. And then some of the local ladies just love having American sailors in town. Hello, sailor. Mm. You're just looking up the USS Tripoli, are you? Oh, I've looked it up before. I was uh, just looking up. Because uh, the, the USS Tripoli doesn't carry just sailors, I believe. It carries also infantry. Oh, okay. Well, there's another reason to be scared of it. Oh. Mm. Um, certainly some of, some of the same people that didn't want the cable car are now saying, oh, we should have no American warships in town, but for heaven's sake, the economy's got to function somehow. We can't just say no to everything and stop everyone from coming. Well, and, and it's, I don't know, it's not just about that. It's, look, um, the Australian Defence Forces, if China ever decides to invaders mm -hmm. which and just to say so I, that's not i don't believe that's on the cards anytime soon mm -hmm. however mm -hmm. we would not have sufficient military forces to stand up to china oh no we'd be that's we, we'd, we'd be not fucked, even close in, we'd be fucked in half so a day. maintaining our uh our relationships with the likes of the u.s is very important to australia mm -hmm. and you know there's a lot there's a lot that i don't like about the US as much as the next person, mm. but that, you know, yeah. it, it, is, it is what it is. You know, the US are our allies, mm. and, you know, we would 100% rely on them in the case of World War Three breaking out, which, frankly, is almost all just about broken out anyway. Mm -hmm. um, just needs China to join in to really make it 100%, mm -hmm. you know, right in there. Mm. So I don't think the... I think the USS Tripoli is too big to actually dock in Hobart. So what it will do is it will dock somewhere in the Derwent and they'll use shuttle boats to shuttle the sailors to and from shore. Yeah. Mm. So ladies, if you're single and looking, watch out in the middle of Hobart this coming week. <laughs> Nothing else on your mind that you uh, want to discuss? Nothing springs to mind. At Nothing the moment. springs to uh, mind. Well, we move on to the music. Uh, we section. can move on to music. We'll have oh, Australia's one forty three for five. Uh, Glenn Maxwell's going nuts. Right, as always, when I'm not really quite sure what year to go with, I've gone to one of my favourite years in music, nineteen eighty eight. And the top fifty for this week back in nineteen eighty eight says a lot about culture at the time, culture and music. Um, interestingly, debutantes that week, Love Bites by Def Leppard. Good song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Kim Wilde was debuting with You Came. And so I'll sing it to you later or you can look it up on YouTube. Yeah, I, I don't remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> number 24, brand new, was Kylie Mould. So excellent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the comedy company, which was sort of the predecessor of like fast forward and all that kind of thing, different, different people. Um, we were actually banned from watching the comedy company in our house for quite a while because in the pilot episode, um, one of the, one of the people made a joke about an elephant and they said, here's his ears by pulling out both of their pockets and, you know, yeah, okay, where's yeah. the trunk? So, yeah, we missed out for a while, but mm, in hindsight now you look at it and you think, I don't know how. As far as sexual innuendo goes, that's, uh, yeah, not uh, not that uh, big news, but... No. Uh, jumping up the chart on that week in 1988, Transvision Vamp, I Want Your Love. Mm-hmm. Somewhat underrated for a late 80s band, I think, but um, they put some good songs out. Yeah, certainly did. Wendy James, who was the uh, lead singer, certainly had plenty of character. Spunk, as you might say. Let's get to the top ten this week back in 1988. And at number ten, up from 15, The Escape Club, Wild Wild West. Uh, Still gets played to this day. Well, um, it's probably the, the music video that really did it. Uh, I mean, mm. the song's fine, yeah. but that the video is very clever. The music video for its time was very very clever. Clev- yes, yes, it was the mirror and cutting parts of bodies out. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's not something that was quite. It was fairly new. So, yeah. You know, now it's quite be quite pedestrian. But look it up on YouTube if you don't know what we're talking about. Number nine down from seven. Pat Benatar, all fired up. Mm. Mm. Actually, one of her highest charting songs in Australia. It made number two. Number two, okay. Um, others like um, oh, love is battlefield. Sorry, love is love battlefield. is a battlefield. Sure. Went to num- went to number that one. Went to number one. Didn't uh, we belong was top ten. Yeah, hit me with your best shot was top ten. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, there she is, number eight. Oh, here's a classic, Salt and Pepper. Push it. Push it good. Mm, still gets a play every so often these days um can still get people out on the dance floor if you're djing a wedding or something well, it's look it's it's a better song than let's talk about sex but uh, mm-hmm. you know way better yeah number seven down from four bon jovi bad medicine again that song it probably doesn't get enough sorry not enough it doesn't get played as much as living on a prayer yeah but it is possibly a superior song. Certainly a lot easier on the ears when people sing it in a karaoke night. Mm-hmm. Because hearing Living on a Prayer from, from many people is torture. Mm-hmm. Number five this week in 1988. Down from two. Yaz and the Plastic Population. The Only Way is Up. Now that still gets, depending on the station, that still gets played yeah. quite a bit. Mm. It's a great song. It is. Uh, number four. Now, this was brand new this week back in 1988. Big debut. Number four. Jason Donovan, Nothing Can Divide Us. 
pretty bland as far as songs go, but you've got to remember this was the era of Stock, Aitken, Waterman, and they wrote and produced the song, as they did for most of Jason's early stuff. Yeah. Not that Jason really had later stuff. No, because frankly, he's not that great a singer. Yeah, he had a longer musical career in um, in the UK than he did in Australia. Like after the first lot of singles in the album that got released in Australia, um, like he was doing musicals and everything in the UK. Well, so he, he did um, Joseph and the Technicolor Dream Dreamcoat. That mm. was quite famous. And, yeah. You know. Mm. Uh, number three, racing up towards number one, but number 10 the previous week, Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Mm. I forgot, do you hate that song? No, uh, it's fine. Number two up from... You're going to hate this one. Number two up from five was Phil Phil Collins. Collins. Groovy kind of love. No. 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 It did go to number one for one or two weeks. Why? Well, I don't know. From the movie Buster, incidentally. Uh, it's a terrible movie and it's a terrible song. Number one for another week. It had been at the top for a couple of weeks. You too, Desire. Uh, mm. Not a fan? Not, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not the biggest U2 fan going, going around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Joshua Tree was a very good album and after that it just became very bland. Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, rattle and Hum is uh, pretty yeah, highly rated yeah. by U2 fans. Yeah, Rattle and Hum's okay. Yeah, but after it's, that... It... It's more the, the later U2 that just became... And Bono became so up himself. He just mm, Almost yeah. disappeared into his own fundament. That's it. Mm. <laughs> oh dear, so there you go. U2 number one this week back in 1988. Well... We've just about come to the end of this episode. Slightly shorter, probably, than... Yeah, let's make it short and snappy. Short and snappy. That's how we like it. It makes it easier to edit, too. Uh, Australian Hour, 154 for 5 in the 17th over. Glenn Maxwell continues to go apeshit. So, hopefully that works out. That is all for this week's episode of The Unmade Bed. I'm Adrian. Say goodnight, Bree. Goodnight, Bree. And we will catch you sometime very soon. <laughs>